Hi, my name is Josh McCarthy, and I want to welcome you to another edition of our Ask the Experts weekend here on 104.5 WOKV. And this show is dedicated to you, the workforce of today and tomorrow. Pete, the job guy Langlois, introduces his listeners to the most innovative companies, and he explores the career journeys behind some of the world's most influential individuals. And this is all done with an honest and oh-so-entertaining filter that is unique to Pete, the job guy Langlois. Take it away, Pete. Hello, all you hard workers, and welcome to 2022. And the first thing you've done already is make a good decision today, and that is by listening to this show, doggone it. This show is dedicated to the workforce of today and tomorrow. I am Pete, the job guy, and all I want to do, folks, is help you. I want to help you to be more effective and productive in your careers. And the way I do that is giving you career advice and talking about real world situations and then telling you what you should do so that you could be more effective and productive and all that good stuff. I hope you land that next job or a job if you're currently in the market and looking to find a job. I, I do all that stuff. And who am I to do that? Well, I'm an expert, folks. I've been uh, running staffing agencies for over 20 years and I do this very effectively and I have literally placed thousands and thousands of people in their jobs. <laughs> I've also run very large companies. Uh, you know, I've had over 400 employees, uh, direct reports, big companies. I've had 37 offices. And I've seen just about every employment scenario that you could imagine. You got you to gotta think about it. As a, as a recruiter and somebody that runs staffing agencies, my problem product is people. And people have this weird thing called free will. <laughs> they do. They they make choices and do what they want to do. Uh, so uh, with that, you know, I don't have widgets. I don't sell widgets and represent widgets. I represent people. And people get themselves in all these awkward scenarios, right? So in, and even employees do. And because of that, I have been faced with so many things, uh, especially as an old guy and somebody that has managed people for as long as I have. I've seen it all. I've seen, you know, uh, well-oiled machines. I've seen completely broken machines uh, for offices. I've seen oppressive managers, great leaders. I've seen it all. And because I have, and I've navigated these waters through the years, and I've helped other leaders, other managers manage difficult scenarios for many years. I've worked very closely with my corporate HR directors, with my CFOs. I've been uh, chief operating officer of a $120 million company, and I've, I've worked with C-level executives, line managers, uh, individuals, and I've helped coach them through very real world scenarios. I, I, I share this information with you because I'm uniquely qualified as an expert, uh, a career expert. So there's a lot of folks out there that, you know, they're, uh, you know, uh, someone may be uh, a lot more junior in their career and they're, you know, uh, telling you how to live a Zen lifestyle and how to be an exemplary employee. And they're, they're giving information that they don't necessarily get from real world experience. 
and they might not be an expert, right? So always, folks, when you're going to take advice from somebody, my advice to you is make sure you check the credentials, the experience of the person offering that advice uh, and make sure that it, that you feel comfortable that that person uh, is qualified to help you. And uh, please take a look at my profile. I am Pete the Job Guy. You can Google me up or look at, you know, Pete the Job Guy Langlois, L-A-N-G-L-O-I-S. Check me out on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a great little um, business profile um, and you'll be able to see like my resume and my experience and what I've done and then reach out to me and ask me for advice or listen to the show and then you'll see this guy knows what the heck he's talking about uh, and I do want to help you. So my uh, this whole show, Hard Worker with Pete the Job Guy, is dedicated to the workforce of today and tomorrow and folks that is you and you made a good decision to listen to the show today. Each and every week, I also have some of Jacksonville's most influential people on the show. And I stick to Jacksonville, mainly Northeast Florida. That's uh, where my business is. Uh, even though my business is national in scope, it's primarily done through uh, Northeast Florida. And I have some, uh, some pillars in the community on each week. And they share information about their career journeys, the, the great organizations that they work for. They talk about perhaps open jobs that they have uh, at their organization, which uh, uh, which for many of you, you like to hear because then you email me and say, hey, how do I uh, register for that job or how can I get uh, get involved with that organization? If you ever want information about the show, if I can help you in any way, just reach out to me. My email address is simple, Pete at PeteTheJobGuy.com, Pete at PeteTheJobGuy.com, <clears throat> excuse me, or you can call me. Uh, at any time, 904-999-4878. You can reach out to me directly. I am co-managing partner of Ascendo Resources in Jacksonville. We are a full-service staffing firm. Uh, we are the fastest-growing uh, staffing agency, um, uh, probably nationally. I have to believe uh, we are because we've more than uh, doubled in size in a calendar year on a national level, which is incredible. Uh, the exponential growth that we've had in Jacksonville uh, is leading the way for the organization, one of the leading uh, uh, branch uh, the offices that's uh, really growing. So we're, we're proud. And the only way that we grow is by helping you. So if you are looking for a job, if you know somebody looking for a job, even if you have a great job and you just want to see what's out there, reach out. If you're an organization that needs help and you're losing this war on talent, you're having a difficult time finding qualified candidates, you can reach out to me. I mean, I literally can find people when uh, others have exhausted their search. They've spent a lot of money looking for talent. They can't do it. Um, so they reach out to me and I can find people. I promise you, we have world-class tools. We have the best recruiters. Um, uh, not only do we, we train them, we find talented people, but we really, really get their skill set to next level. But we also look for something that's beyond just a technical skills of recruiting, it's drive and ambition. And we really find these people 
that uh, I, I'm telling you, I have folks that work around the clock. It's it, it's like they work, they can't wait to fill this job, and then the next one, and then the next one, and it becomes addictive. And you have some people, you know, uh, some professions, you, you know, you work, you, you either punch the clock, or let's say you have a 40-hour work week, and then you pick up a side job to get a side hustle. I hear a lot of people getting side hustles nowadays, and, uh, you know, for, for our recruiters, you want a side hustle? Just fill more jobs. So they log back in at night and I'll get submittals. I mean, it's 1130 at night and people are closing deals. It's 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 unbelievable. So I find these hungry, hungry people that, um, you know, and keep in mind as a recruiter, it, it's it's unlimited, unlimited earning potential. You know, the more people you help, meaning the more jobs you fill, the more money you make. So I, I like helping people all day long. I just help as many people as I can. And I surround myself with hungry recruiters that are the same way. They love helping as many people as possible. So it's a, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. If you're new to the show, there's some some pretty cool things about the show that uh, that are unique. One is Eric Ross is a weekly contributor, and Eric Ross does a segment called "Common Sense Ain't So Common," and Eric tells us about a real world scenario that actually happened. Like he'll he'll tell us about somebody changes the names and gives them kind of funny names, but he'll tell about a workforce scenario, um, and it's it, it'll leave you scratching your head, saying people actually do this or acted like this? And the answer is yes. These are, these are real world scenarios. But Eric doesn't just stop there. He also tells you what you can do and what you should do to not uh, to make sure the story's never about you. That common sense ain't so common isn't about you. You're not the person that messes up. So he tells you how to avoid these career pitfalls and mistakes that the these individuals actually made. He also tells some funny uh, dad jokes and uh, or work force related dad jokes and stuff and they're always funny and he's great uh he's somebody that's an employment uh employee benefits specialist uh for 212 benefits he's a phenomenal guy he's got a world of, of knowledge he loves helping people unfortunately our man eric has covid tested positive but he's still gonna <laughs> from his remote section he's probably isolated somewhere uh, in his house um, and he recorded his segment for this week to send it in to me that's how dedicated he is he told me it's a little different than he um, uh, what he usually does it's it's more motivational for 2022 uh, but uh, you know hats off to him even with COVID uh, he's coming through and delivering his segment so that's Eric Ross uh, um, you know, and I'm just pleased as punch. He's a weekly contributor to the show. Another weekly contributor we have on the show that's been with us since uh, the get-go is Boston Danny. And Boston Danny uh, gives us a, an update each week on the fair city of Boston. He's a pretty passionate guy. He's passionate about the city of Boston. He knows where every cobblestone is on every street in Boston. He also brags about his sports teams, his family, the weather in Boston, whatever he can, the Northeast-related Boston Danny's going to brag about it. But he does something for you folks. And Boston Danny gives a shout out to all your special someones. So if you know somebody that has a birthday, an anniversary, or maybe they just made your workday a little bit brighter and you'd like to recognize them for it, send me an email, Pete at PeteTheJobGuy.com. Tell me about that special person, whether it's their birthday, whatever it is, and I'll make sure that I get that email to Boston Danny, and Boston Danny will give your person 
a wicked piss a shout out like only Boston Danny can. He's going to do it in his very unique accent. He's going to butcher your last name. So if it's hard to spell or if it's hard to pronounce, excuse me, spell it phonetically because <laughs> Boston Danny will butcher it. That's part of the, the funny, uh, the funniness, I guess you'd say, uh, of his segment each week. And uh, uh, just happy uh, that Boston Danny has been with us for, gosh, almost almost four years. Um, this week, you know, I have been gone for, if you haven't noticed, if you're new to the show, then you don't know that. But uh, I took a nice vacation with my family over the holidays. We went out to Breckenridge, Colorado. We did some skiing. My older son does uh, snowboarding. But we had a great chance just to come together as a family. Uh, we were worried that, you know, it hadn't snowed in Colorado in, in uh, you know, quite some time. Even the mountain areas, uh, you know, the, the snow that they had was, uh, most of it was manufactured anyway. But while we were there, uh, you know, uh, on uh, Christmas Eve, or it might have been Christmas Eve Eve on the, on the 23rd, it started snowing. And it never stopped. <laughs> the whole time we were up there, we got almost two feet of snow. Uh, we were uh, skiing uh, in Breckenridge, Colorado, uh, with a foot of fresh powder. And I'm going to tell you, if you haven't done it, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. But it won't be for us because we're going to do it twice and three times and we're going to go back. We had an absolute blast. Peak 8, if you know uh, Breckenridge, is, uh, is where we stayed. Uh, and it was, uh, it was a wonderful time. But while I was gone, I, didn't, uh, I, I received no fewer phone calls. Uh, voice messages, uh, no fewer emails than I typically do. And um, I, I want to say all the folks that wished me a happy holidays back at you. Thank you for reaching out. Uh, I appreciate that. For the folks that called me, give me give me this week. I promise to get back to you, each and every one of you. I owe some phone calls and I'll get, get back with each of you. Um, the, the email some were kind of like 911, some were 411. Some people really needed some information quickly and some help. Um, if I can't answer you, I, owe, I have a, a, a huge network of folks, of professionals that can help. And I've connected the dots uh, with the, the 911s. Either I helped you and uh, you're welcome, <laughs> or I connected the dots with somebody that could. I have some 411 folks um, that Josh is like, Josh has been telling me, he's people. We got to we've got to clean out some mailbox. So we sorted them nine one one versus four one one. Josh McCarthy is is our show producer and has been since the beginning. Josh is is also a, a producer for a nationally syndicated radio show, and I don't know why he's slumming, but hanging out with me still <laughs> each and every week. But uh, Josh, uh, I mean, we got some mailbag stuff, and you gotta you gotta help me through this, my man. No. I appreciate it, Pete. I, I, while you were away, I know you're a very, very hard worker. Yes. So you 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 earned your time off, and I wanted to say thank you so much for giving us a a brief a brief summary of what happened. But while you were away, I was sitting in the studio twiddling my thumbs, just waiting for Pete to come back because we have all this mailbag lining up. We, we do. But before we get to that, what'd you do for the holiday? I know you got family. What'd you do? We actually went up, my wife and two kids, we did a little, just the four of us went up to northern Georgia. So a city called Alpharetta, just north of Atlanta. 
was our central hub, and we decided to branch out and go to Stone Mountain for a day. Oh, wow. Went to Helen, Georgia for a day. Helen's like, like nothing else, it, isn't it? It's very wild, yeah. yeah. It's like a, I, I, I was saying that it was like a St. Augustine for Germantown. Yeah, yeah, it's like a little Germantown. I yeah. think some German settlers were out there. The architecture's different. The downtown's unique. But it's... um. It's 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 that's one of a kind. It's, yeah, it, it, it's, it really is something you you can't find anywhere else except probably Germany. Yeah, because it, it, I, I said like San Augustine has a Spanish feel to it. Yep. And if you want that exact thing but German, go to Helen, Georgia. They have plenty of beer gardens. They have plenty of Dunkel on tap. Uh, giant pretzels with some good mustard if you're looking for it. And the roller coaster there, which was pretty awesome. There's like a little cart you can ride down, and my kids couldn't get enough of that thing. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about because we did that too. The kids love that, love that. We also went out uh, to that uh, the birthplace where all the Cabbage Patch dolls are, <laughs> right. are, and you adopt them there. My daughter, this is years back, adopted one. Rosie, that she named it, or it was named. I can't say it because we adopted the Cabbage Patch, oh, but the do baby. You, do you still have Rosie? Yeah. Of course we have Rosie. We have Ro Rosie's kind of packaged up a little bit, yeah. you know, but we still have Rosie. Yeah, my wife was aware of that birthplace for the Cabbage Patch kids, but luckily I was able to convince her just not enough time on our itinerary. We had to drive by that one that day. So uh, <laughs> I, I was at least for the better for it. Right, right. I get it. I get it. Well, what do we got? What, tell me about this mailbag and what, what do we have? Of course. So as we know, we have the, the pony. Oh, here comes the pony right now. Yep. Him to down. Dead easy, boy. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to rustle through my mailbag here and pull out the very first question here. This one comes to us, Pete, from Jill over in Jack's Beach. Uh, and Jill was thinking about actually getting into recruiting herself, maybe inspired by Pete, Pete the Job Guy. Um, she wants to know how you got started and what exactly you like about it. Uh, 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 Jill Jack's Beach. This is how I love it. When you guys indicate where you're from, uh, when you email me, sometimes that's what you get, right? But one of the responses is, "Can what side of town are you on? Uh, sometimes that prompt doesn't come out, but it really helps because I like to see what side of town everybody's in. And so Jill from Jack's Beach, how did I get started in recruiting? <laughs> Look, nobody has a degree in recruiting. I don't know any university that says, uh, come to this university and we'll give you a degree in staffing and you'll be all set. Really, um, you, you either know somebody that knows somebody that was a recruiter and they get you or <laughs> or um, you're looking for a job and you're talking to a recruiter and the recruiter turns the table on you. This happens a lot and says, you ever consider doing what I'm doing and then being a recruiter. That's how a lot of people get into it. But for me, I knew somebody that knew somebody. I was traveling quite a bit in a job in uh, technology sales. And then um, this person said to me, hey, this major organization is looking for uh, a technology recruiter, business developer, someone that can come in uh, and build a practice in Jacksonville. And I said, well, I'll talk to them. You know, I know something about technology. I certainly know sales. I used to teach the sales process uh, for Dale Carnegie, attention, interest, conviction, desire, close. <laughs> and I was a successful salesperson. And uh, uh, so I said, all right, I'll talk to these folks. Well, guess what? I come in and I loved what I heard. And I was like, wow, I can build this practice. And indeed, I really, really enjoyed it because 
at the end of the day, like I said, I'm helping people. I help people. I find out, you know, who are you, Josh? What do you want to do, Josh? What companies do you want? How much money do you want to make? You know, what's so great about you? You know, what uh, that'll help me to sell you to these companies and all this stuff. And I, I find out all about people, what makes them tick and craft a message to organizations. And then I reach out to companies and say, you know, hey, Mr. Manager, I know that, you know, you do this. I have someone that I think can add value to your organization and here's why. And I made a lot of those calls and I ended up, you know, relentlessly representing people that I felt strongly about. And I built a big business. That's how I got into it. Um, and the reward for me was, uh, you know, people that I placed as a, you know, an entry level developer at a company. Now they're chief technology officer and they call me uh, to help fill jobs for them because the, the wonderful experience they had with me. It's like a circle of life. Today's candidates become tomorrow's clients. And that story just is, is, is told and retold over again, over and over again. So that's how I got into the business was I knew somebody that knew somebody. Why I like it is, folks, the more people I help, you know, the, the bigger my income. Right. And, and there's no shame in cashing big checks in life. It's afforded me a great lifestyle. It's enabled me to give back to the communities, uh, the community that that I live in and in, in ways that, you know, uh, a lot of people can't imagine, you know, um, and, and I'm very, very involved. Uh, I'm on the board of directors for Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. Um, I was the MC at the, the 5K Turkey Trot for Brain Injury Awareness this year out at the beach. I was the auctioneer for Get Naked Jacks, which is a, uh, an organization that uh, was founded to help prevent uh, sun damage and, and, uh, and melanoma, uh, the Melanoma Research Foundation. All the funds went towards that. I give back not only in my actions, but through financially because I've helped so many people in their careers. So that's how I got involved, Jill, from Jack's Beach uh, in recruiting uh, and staffing. It's also what I like about it is the ability to help people and the unlimited earning potential uh, that you can have uh, in staffing. If you'd like to get involved, Jill, if you're thinking about it uh, or anybody else that's uh, listening today, reach out to me, Pete at PeteTheJobGuy.com. I'll give you more information about our organization. I'll shoot you straight about recruiting, what it takes to be successful. I'll let you know if I think you'd be a good prospect uh, to be successful. I also have an associate recruiter program here in Jacksonville for people that don't have any recruiting experience at all, uh, but you have the drive and ambition and desire to help people and make money. I can help you, Pete, at PeteTheJobGuy.com or 904-999-4878 is my number. Guys, that music right there tells us we're coming to the bottom of the hour and we have to take a quick break and uh, listen to these messages. But you right now are listening to Hard Worker with Pete the Job Guy on 104.5 WOKV. You're listening to Hard Worker with Pete the Job Guy. And we're on the 25th. 
Welcome back, all you hard workers. And oh my gosh, that little intro is one of my favorite parts. When we come back from the break each and every week, the bottom of the hour break, that little girl is Adeline, and that is Josh McCarthy's daughter. And she's, welcome, you listening to Hard Worker with Pete the Josh. <laughs> it is so cute, and we thank her. Oh, she's a, a future producer, broadcaster, on-air talent, radio personality, who knows, but she's already got a job right here at that tender age on uh, Hard Worker with Pete the Job Guy, and we're glad you're back. Today, we're doing a little something different, and we're dedicating this show to you. It's all about you. It is each and every week, but today, we're catching up on a lot of your email. We call it the mailbag segment. Oh, we hear it. We hear it right there. We hear the galloping and the horses. Josh, what, what's the next email that we have that we have to get out of the mailbag? Alrighty, this one comes to us from Robert in Fernandina Beach. Robert wants to know, his resume is three pages long. Basically, is that too long for a resume? Good question, Robert. And I love the fact when you guys answer the prompt that says, what side of town are you on Are you on when you email me? That's great. If you don't get the prompt, still tell me. Say, hell, Pete, hey, by the way, I'm from this side of town. Love it. At way on Fernandina listening to the show. That's pretty good. Um, Robert, three pages long. Rule of thumb, it all depends. It's all relative. What are you doing? What are you going? Look, if you're a, a technologist and you're going for a highly technical position, you want to list out all the technical experience that you have relative to the job that you're going for. If you're a customer service rep um, with three or four years experience and you have a three-page resume, you know, I'm going to guess you got a lot of a ton of volunteer stuff. You got some stuff from your your college that's not relevant. Uh, you know, your Cub Scout, Girl Scout, whatever it is. You have stuff on there that might not be uh, relevant to the position. Uh, as much as you can, I like to tell people the rule of thumb is a one pager. You know, resume is not going to get you the job, folks. It, it, it's just an entry point in. But it all depends on what you go on. If you're a, you know, a CEO uh, for a company that's you know, PE-backed and you've done, uh, you know, you've turned companies around, five of them, well, you're going to have to provide additional detail than somebody that's at a different point or looking for uh, a different next job. A quick rule of thumb is try to keep it one page or two pages with enough white space so that people can take notes in the margins. That's the way it's always been. But guys, if you're just sending an email into a company, typically, uh, if it's a big company, large enterprise companies, uh, it's not even the hiring manager or the talent acquisition team that's the first level screener. It's a bot. <laughs> you might not know it. It might come out and spit and say, this is a 40% match. You know, uh, if you think it's a large enterprise company in the first levels, they're getting hundreds, maybe thousands of resumes a day. So you have to look at that job description, if it's a very specific job, and put as many of the buzzwords in that in your, uh, your customized resume that you submit for that so you'll get a higher match. So you'll even get seen and passed on to the next level. So, you know, it's hard to answer that, Robert, and I'm kind of an answering it on generalities. Uh, if you want more detail, call me, 904-999-4878, and we can discuss your very specific situation. I'm happy to, or if you want to email me, Pete at PeteTheJobGuy.com. Good one, Josh. These are, these are good. What else you got? 
Yep, Robert is always uh, always wanting to learn more, I can tell. Uh, this next one comes to us from Dale, who is in Jacksonville. Um, Jacksonville being a heavily military area. You got that right. That's right. And so, of course, that might segue into my next question. Uh, Dale heard that you are a Navy veteran. He wants to know what exactly you did in the Navy and if that helped you with your post-Navy career. Oh, Dale, yeah, yeah, you know. If anybody listens to the show, you know I love telling everybody I'm a veteran. I served for seven years in the world's greatest Navy, United States Navy. I was an AD2, which is uh, aviation machinist mate, second class. So a lot of people don't know what the heck that means. I was a jet engine mechanic, okay? So Dale says, what were you? Well, I was a jet engine mechanic, Dale. And um, did that prepare me for my job? Well, I can tell you this, you know, <laughs> jet engine mechanic to running a, a staffing agency and being a recruiter, you'd think, oh, really, there's there's no parallels, right? But I'm going to tell you, Dale, you're mistaken. There's a lot of parallels there because some things th that the Navy gave me uh, that instilled in me uh, a sense of mission, purpose, uh, unquestioned reliability, teamwork, all of that, that came from the Navy, okay? I had some innate skills in me, but the Navy brought it out. The Navy showed me, you know, I learned, you know, what it's like to deal with a very difficult and difficult and challenging manager because I've had those. Well, I, I picked up those skills. So in the civilian world, that helped me. That sense of mission, purpose, um, you know, I'm telling you what, I'm early for everything at work. You can count on me. That unquestioned reliability in the military when they call general quarters and tell you that there's enemy gunboats inbound, which happened to me when I crossed the line of death when Gaddafi sent his uh, gunboats after us. I can't call in and say, yeah, I'm not feeling it today. You know, I'm, I'm going to half butt it today and, you know, kind of skate. No. I got to do my job. I have to do my job and people relied on me. Well, I bring that sense of mission, purpose, unquestioned reliability, all of those things that I got in the Navy to my job each and every day. So that's what I did. And that's what I learned in the Navy. And that's what I take with me in the civilian world. I hope that helps you, Dale. <laughs> What's next, Josh? Next up comes, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think we got one more and then we go to, we got to get Eric's segment. Of course, okay. we have to, yep. yeah. So common sense, so common. Coming up right after a question from Sarah out of Jacksonville. And we just mentioned Eric, but Sarah's question is about the other contributing guest on our show. She wants to know about Boston Danny. Is Boston Danny... Well, does he really exist? Is he a real person, or is it just Pete the Jab Guy with an accent? I get this, Josh. I mean, you know, how many times have we got this? I oh, mean, so many times, uh, yeah. So many times. Even even when uh, we do uh, shows where we take call-ins, people call in and, and ask. You know, we've had this more than once where they call in and say, is Boston Danny for real, or is that you putting on the dog? You just, you do. Boston Danny is for real. Boston Danny is in Boston. He's in Dorchester, Massachusetts. You know, some people would say Dorchester, and Danny's. <laughs> Nah, it's Dorchester. <laughs> but I met Boston Danny um, many years ago when we were both uh, heading to boot camp. Um, and it, it was kind of funny. We hit it off right away. He's uh, He walks into a room. Uh, he's a little bit vertically challenged, okay? You know, and, and, uh, <laughs> and but, but he's bigger than life. I mean, he'll walk into a room and he owns it. He always has. And uh, uh, he's funnier than all get out. I could tell Boston Danny's uh, stories uh, for, the, for the rest of my time. One 
one of the funniest things is when we uh, right after we did boot camp together. We were shipped off to Millington, Tennessee for a school to learn about being jet engine mechanics and such. So while we're in, in, in this school, and keep in mind, I'm in a barracks with like 150 guys and we're all going to school. Everybody's far from home. Nobody's anywhere near the people that they, they, they love and want to be around. They're just in a room with a bunch of guys all the time. And Boston Danny got a hold of some roller skates and some tight red shorts. And he comes in no shirt, comes roller skating up to my my barracks. Hey, Peter! Peter! Hey, Peter! Peter Langlois! He's screaming my name until, hey, Langlois, somebody's out here. He's acting crazy. And I go out and there's Boston Danny. He got enough hair on his chest and back to weave a rug. And he's dancing around with these tight red satin shorts on and roller skates screaming my name out. You know why? Just to make me laugh. And this is what I love about this guy. So his segment on the show, Boston Daddy, yeah, he gives shout-outs to you people, but when I hear him, I just think of the guy. He makes me laugh. This is a guy that was born to make people laugh. He's great. Um, when he when he was in the Navy, I said, what are you going to do when you get out? He goes, oh, I, I, I'm going to build something. And I thought to me, I'm going to build something too. I want to build a company. Danny was like, I want to see the fruits of my labor. I want to build something that I can look at and show my kids, look, physically, I built this. And he's been in construction and working for the same company for 35 years, ever since he got out of the Navy, maybe a little bit longer now. And uh, uh, I'm proud to be his friend, a lifelong friend. And Boston Danny um, is for real. <laughs> Folks, this next part of the show is Common Sense Ain't So Common. That's what it's called. It's delivered by Eric Ross, weekly contributor. He's going to tell you about a real-world scenario that'll leave you scratching his head. I think he's got a different message this year uh, for 2022, and I have to preface this is my man has COVID right now, and uh, he's he's uh, mailed in his, uh, uh, his contribution this week, but uh, hats off to someone with COVID that, that he doesn't call in. He's reliable. He doesn't say Hey, Pete, I can't send you the segment this week. I got COVID. It'll be a little different, and I'll sound different, but uh, I'm your man. You can count on me. With no further ado, let's get this week's Common Sense Ain't So Common with Eric Ross. Hello, and Happy New Year to all you hardworking tribe members out there. I trust you all enjoyed your holiday break and have knocked all the rust and cobwebs off from your holiday sabbatical and are ready for 2022 to be your best year yet. Eric Ross here with 212 Benefits, bringing you this week's dose of Common Sense Ain't So Common, where we share real-life stories, professional wisdom, and some motivation from other hard workers in the community. Today will be a little different in the sense that I don't have a specific story to share on common sense not being so common, but hopefully some motivation and some gasoline poured on your 2022 hard work. Let me first acknowledge the scratchy voice I'm currently dealing with as I wrap up a recent battle with COVID. I only mention this to transition into the point of today's segment. Is starting the new year off with COVID an ideal situation? <laughs> Absolutely not. But am I going to let it affect me long-term or the work that I put in? Absolutely not. If you have previously listened to the show, you've likely heard us say there are no magic pills or hacks for success, just good old-fashioned hard work. This time of year is always one of my favorites. I truly enjoy watching my friends, family members, coworkers, clients, and business leaders set New Year's resolutions, set new goals, and oftentimes hit the hypothetical reset button from the last 12 months. 
I love watching everyone pursue whatever it is they want for the year, and unfortunately, many let those goals and resolutions go to waste after a couple weeks or months. Consider this week's segment of Common Sense Ain't So Common a challenge from yours truly. I challenge each and every one of you to put in the work on your goals and resolutions, the hard work. Whatever your goals and New Year's resolutions are for 2022, I challenge you to outwork everyone, including yourself from last year. Is it financially, weight loss or getting fit, a new diet, promotions at work, being a better spouse or parent? Whatever your resolution is for 2022, my challenge is simple. I challenge you to work hard. Outwork everyone, especially yourself from last year. If you need a cheerleader or advocate for you and your ambitions this year, I'm here for you. And I imagine you have more out there than you realize. But at the end of the day, the work you put in is what is going to get you to where you want to be. Happy New Year's, my friends. I wish you all much prosperity and your best year yet. Good luck and be great. See you all next week on Common Sense Ain't So Common. All right, folks, that was Eric Ross with Common Sense Ain't So Common. My man, you get to feeling healthy. Eric Ross with 212 Benefits. If you have employee benefit questions, if you're an organization, a person, it really doesn't matter. Uh, Eric specializes in small to mid-sized companies, helping you navigate some of those tricky things to help you win the war on talent by offering uh, better and unique benefits to attract the people and keep and retain. Retain them and keep them happy, folks, because that's what it's all about right now. Everybody's trying to hire people, but with a guy like Eric Ross in your corner, you can do it and do it right. Today, we're going to the mailbag. There's our music for the mailbag. What do we got? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right before the Common Sense Ain't So Common question, we talked about you being in the Navy, and I imagine you had some rough days but I can just hear the pride and you love you love the history that you had in the Navy. This person wants to know, Monica in Mandarin wants to know about the single worst job you ever had. Ooh. <laughs> I've had some doozies now. Oh, goodness. You know, I was uh, thinking I sold seeds door to door mowed lawns i shoveled snow uh in the worst conditions even in the the blizzard of 78 i was up there in boston shoveling snow for money paper routes man i made pizza so i've done fast food i'm trying to think as as i got older um I, you know what? Every job I found some good in. Like the hardest job, I guess, from a physical standpoint, is I laid brick pavers uh, oh, wow. for a year and a half in the hot sun. But that was a job where, <laughs> listen, uh, come 2.30, someone was making a beer run. Okay. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> that was just the way it is. And um, back then, um, we wanted the biggest bang for the buck, right? The bucks didn't go too far. We're all working hard out in the hot sun. So Colt 45 seemed to, seemed to get the job wow. yeah, done quicker uh, than anything else. So we were drinking some Colt 45s out in the hot sun and um, laying brick pavers. So was it the worst job? It's hard because I, can, I literally can find good in every job I did. I was in great shape. I worked hard. Uh, I, I, I felt good, a sense of accomplishment at the end of each day, but doggone it, I I, <laughs> I don't think it was that bad. Uh, I enjoyed it actually, but that was probably 
you know, the hardest job, I guess, physically demanding. Yeah, I think a lot of people would say they find the good in most situations. But I've known you for a couple of years now, and the majority of our interactions, we're smiling. We're right. laughing. We, we enjoy what we're doing. Right. And I can see that no matter what life brings your way, yeah. you would probably just... Take it. I Take got, it in stride and make the best out of it. And I, I ditto for you, too. You're a guy that, like, same thing. I mean, we, you know, we we enjoy what we do, you know? And, yeah. And for both of us, this is kind of a side job, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's All next? All right. So this one's going to be a real quick one. We only have about two minutes left. And Bob in Springfield wants to know if you had a mentor. And if so, what was the single most important thing that he or she taught you? Okay, this is going to be quick. I'm going to make it yeah. real quick. Um, the biggest mentor I've ever had was Ron Smith. Ron was the CEO of SNI Companies, um, and I was the chief operating officer. Uh, and Ron had complete and utter faith in me to run the organization. Ron was remote out in Colorado or at his house in Key West and later in, in Texas. Um, I ran the company. I ran all the day-to-day -day business. But Ron taught me uh, something that was real important. When you run a business, he said the dollars will take care of you, take care of themselves. Uh, you're going to drive revenue and grow the business. That's important. He goes, but it's always a business of nickels. The nickels will will leak out when you're trying to uh, establish and maintain profitability. Watch all the sponges. Watch the money going out. Uh, anything that you spend, you need to get a three to one return on, and you watch the money closely. And it really stuck with me. And I ran the business always like every penny was mine. If someone said, oh, I want to sponsor this, it isn't like, yeah, we'll make one placement that'll pay for that sponsorship. I needed to get a three to one return on anything. And I really took that to heart. It's a business in nickels. The dollars take care of themselves. It was exciting. Guys, this next part of the, the show is where we get a, our Boston segment from Boston Danny. Hang on for your heels, folks. Here we go with no further ado. This is this week's Boston Update with Boston Danny. Hello, Jacksonville. Danny here with your Northern Update and a Happy New Year. Well, I hope everybody had as good a time as I did over the holidays because having a grandson that's just about two and a half years old just puts a spin on everything and makes you remember why, why the holidays are happening. And it's just been a, a fun time hanging out with him. Cheryl and I can't get enough of him. But enough of that. Up here in New England, it's been very mild. We've been having days that go up to 60, and then the next day it's in the 20s. Uh, rain, sleet, thank goodness we've had no snow. You know, not that I'm wishing for it, but it's nice to have the snow so we can, you know, make it seem like New England up here again. But it's it's been a very odd winter for us, and we're, uh, we're pulling through it. We hope you folks are doing well down in Jacksonville. We got the new year. It's like a new slate. It's almost like a new baseball season, so... Anything can beat next year. We had a great year, but let's make this year better so that we can do whatever we need to do. As we, as we like to say up here, we say more better. And, you know, everyone can stay safe and we can get through everything that's been happening to us around here. So, like I said, you know, uh, the Red Sox, they're making their moves. We got ourselves a new season coming up. I love the start of a, a Red Sox season. It makes me happy. 
uh, getting ready for the for the for the new baseball season. It's something to look forward to, and you know, hopefully, we'll pull something off for us. The Celtics, I don't know what's been going on with them. They're playing very well, but they just seem to be tanking it in the in the fourth quarter. So we don't know we don't know where they're going to be going, but you know they're going to make the playoffs. And once you're in the playoffs, it's a whole different get, uh, league going on. The Bruins, they're doing their thing. The COVID is kind of messing with their schedule a lot, but they're they're on schedule for doing what they're doing and making everything happen. And of course, I apologize for what my Patriots did to Jacksonville last weekend. You know, it's a it's a shame what they did there. But you guys are building. Patriots have been there. You know, we 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 weren't always a dynasty that we were. It took a long time to get up there. But you know, everything's going to get better. We're still doing our things. Peter has the great shows for us. We can we can get the hard workers back where we need to be. And you guys can get me your your, your shout outs. I do the. The birthdays, the celebrations, the anniversaries, anything that you want set on the air, I'll butcher it up for you nice. So I got some wicked happy birthdays I want to wish, and that's to Cara Tully Waite, to Scott Houlihan, and that's from Michaela, Chip Wingo, and that's from the Redfish, and Laura Cooney, Laurie Cooney, and that's from her family. Hope you all have a wicked happy birthday and take care of business. Brothers and sisters in Jacksonville, enjoy your weekend. Remember your first responders, your nurses, your doctors, everyone keeping us safe and all the military that's there, active and retired. You folks, take it easy. I'll talk to you next week. Well, hey, Josh, guess what, my man? What's that? We did it. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) Guys, you just listened to Hard Worker with Pete the Job Guy on 104.5 WOKV.